Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Soho Shortwave, a monthly podcast from Soho Radio, giving you a taste of the best content we produce every month. Soho Radio is an online radio station broadcasting from the heart of Soho, London. We have a wide range of talents and tastes across our music and culture channels. You're always bound to hear something new when you tune in. In this episode of Soho Shortwave, we hear from Jazzy, Norman J MBE, Trojan Records Titan Up Show, and an interview with Wayman Bennett on Don't Touch Your Eyes. Black Lives Matter. Here are some of their voices. Hi, I'm DJ Norman J, MBE of the Good Time Sound System, London. Every Sunday night between 7pm and 10pm here on Soho Radio, I host a show simply called Good Times at Home. And on it, I play an eclectic mix of black music genres, all randomly selected, but always lovingly curated for your ears only. The selection comes from my personal and private collection of vinyl going back 50-odd years. Good Times at Home, every Sunday night on Soho Radio. Somehow, some way, we will work it out. Black lives really do matter. If you've been on a march or a demo today, well done you. But I hope you took the right social distancing precautions. And of course, no violence. Peace. Increase the peace. My story through my records. The Detroit Spinners, Ghetto Child. Life ain't so easy when you're a ghetto child. Conscious so and mindful music. The Shy Lights, featuring the vocals of Eugene Record. Fabulous pick there by the lovely Jane. One man band plays all alone. Just sounds better with every play. Love, love, love this again. Going wherever the music takes me, as I always do, every Sunday here on Soho Radio. Big, big favourite with our Good Times crowd in front of the bus back in the day. Organised Confusion. Love that title. Open your eyes and your ears. Organize, educate, educate, organize. How are we going to make the black nation 
I remember I was in New York in uh, 1980 when I first heard that and couldn't wait to get my hands on the copy because up until then I'd never heard anything quite like it. That was Brother D with a collective effort. How are you going to make the black nation rise? If you've just been out or you're just returning from attending a march today, I hope you were careful. I hope you social distanced and I hope you were peaceful. Because black lives matter. I'm wrapped up in a musical dream world here every Sunday. Here's a summer tune, if ever there was one. And a big, big roller skating favourite of ours as well. Here's High Gloss. I'm totally yours. A shush tune that was big on some of my more discerning dance floors back in the day. This is Enchantment with Magnetic Fear. Shout out to the lovely Diane Burton in Southend tonight. Nice one, D. Stay strong, stay positive. And you know we love you. Big shout out to the lovely Tabitha T. And also a big shout out to uh, AC Seymour in Perth, Western Australia. Good people. I had a good chat with my mate, Charles Peterson, this week. We had a long chat. Great to hear from him. Glad to hear he's safe and well. And he shows us sounding fantastic on, on the dark side. So big shout out to Brother Giles, also to Roberta. And all our jazzy-headed friends. I'm Keisha St. Paul. And I'm Lawrence Kane Honeyset. And we host the Trojan Titan Up show, which takes place every fourth Monday from 2 to 4 p.m. on the Soho Radio music channel. During the two hours, we play the finest reggae music from the Trojan Records catalogue. Expect to hear the likes of John Holt, Desmond Decker, Susan Cadogan, Jimmy Cliff, Ken Booth, Lee Scratch Perry, Peter Tosh, Max Romeo, the list goes on. There's loads more. Basically, we play the very best in original reggae, ska, rock steady, lovers rock, and even a bit of dancehall. We occasionally invite some reggae greats into the show as well for full interviews, talk about their lives and their career alongside some brand new artists as well, which we feature on our imprint label. Here's a clip that we did with Reggae Roast. 
Okay, so we've got some special guests on the show today. Um, we have got James and uh, Matt from Reggae Roast. Hi, guys. Uh, Hello. Hi, how are you both? Yeah, good. Um, it's Thank been you. a pretty crazy few weeks and months, but um, yeah, I'm good. Good, good. Tell us a little bit about Reggae Roast and how you guys started and, and where you're at now. Um, well, Reggae Roast started in um, a small pub in Kentish Town um, on a Sunday, and we used to have um, roast dinner with reggae playing in the background, and then as people sort of finish their food, we sort of turn up the music and um, it would turn into a dance. And that's where the name Reggae Roast came from. And um, from there, it just sort of grew in popularity really quickly. And we started doing bigger events, started doing warehouse parties. And then in 2015, we, we built our sound system. And before that, we started the label. And um, yeah, it's been a sort of progression over the last 12 years really to the point where we've now just released our album and i guess you guys you're really well known for the sound system the physical sound system and the speakers and and you know how it's all built do you want to tell us a bit about about that yeah well i i um i've always wanted since i started reggae roast i've always wanted to build our own sound system um and it's obviously a massive undertaking and responsibility responsibility to build a sound system because so much comes with it and it's like a, a large financial investment and um storing it and everything so it's taken us quite a long time to get to that point where we were able to build it um so i think we've been running reggae roast for seven years before we actually built the sound system mm. um and you know i was i was thinking about it for a long time and wondering sort of what type of sound system to build and uh, i think for me, Reggae Roast has always tried to, with Reggae Roast, I've always tried to sort of move things forward a little bit. Um, I haven't wanted just to be sort of a copycat sound system for every other reggae sound system that sort of existed. So it was, for me, it was really important to, to do something a bit different with our sound system, which is why we didn't just go with the normal scoop-based sound system like the majority of other reggae sound systems. Mm. I wanted to do something a bit more progressive. Um, and um, I met the, the guy that actually designed and built the speakers, um, and he lives literally a couple of miles from me. So it kind of felt good to like, you know, work with local people yeah. um, who are involved in the scene and, and, you know, help build it up together, if you know what I mean. Amazing, um, yeah. I mean, I've seen the sound system, I've seen photos of it, and I'm just like, oh my God, that is, first of all, it looks amazing. Mm. It's got a unique so look to it. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take to build? It took about, I think, two to three months to build. And wow. um, I mean, to be honest, it is, it is really, really big and it's very, very impractical. Um, <laughs> it takes up a lot of space and it's incredibly heavy. And to transport it, you need two vans to transport the whole thing. So from that side of things, it, it's, it's, it's quite um, difficult to manage. But yeah. it's when you put it out, get it out, and you see the people dancing and reacting to it and coming up just like the look of amazement on their faces when they see it and then the, their faces when they hear it. It's, mm. It makes it worth worthwhile. <laughs>
So a few of the tracks on the album, they sample some Trojan classics. Um, do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about those tracks? Yeah, so, yeah, first track on the album is uh, a remake of Long Shot Kick the Bucket by the Pioneers. Um, and, yeah, we, that was all with Natty Campbell and Horseman on it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, maybe Jim could say a bit more about that because he... he he produced that one with I did the vocals, but I didn't make the rhythm for that one. So, well, uh, that that one we we were actually asked by Trojan to do a remix um, of that track for Trojan Reloaded uh, early um, last year, was it? It was last year, yeah. Um, so originally we we just wanted to do like um, a really sort of tasteful um, update of the original. Um, so we we produced that track but then when we sent it to trojan they wanted something a little bit more different from the original mm. so we ended up making a um much more sort of jungly type remix of that track um and the original remix that we did actually never got used so um we had this sort of rhythm for that track which was just sort of just sitting there doing nothing um and i really wanted to use it because i i, I just like the idea that you know, we were we were releasing our album on Trojan Records, and um, that's a, like a Trojan Records classic track. And that was the, I think, was that the opening track on Tighten Up Two as well? <laughs> no, I just I just really like the the fact that you know we're we're it's kind of for the album. It's like with Reggae Roast, we try to pay homage to the past, but also keep the production fresh and current. Um, yeah. And I just like the the fact that you know it was a a remake of, of a, 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 a classic Trojan rhythm from the from the past that we've sort of updated and kind of for me represents what Reggae Roast is about. You know, paying mm -hmm. homage to the past while keeping while trying to also keep keep things moving and progressive and current and um, appealing to a younger audience. Yeah, I think um, that's one of the key things as well. Is you know you've had the respect for the track to you know do it. I wouldn't say do it justice, but as you say, bring it into the, the modern times, but still keep the core of the track as it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I think, um, uh, you know, because it's such a well-known and well-loved track, it is the dangerous thing to do to start um, messing around with, you know, mm. such, such, such loved and, and well-known music. Um, so yeah, we just try to be really tasteful with it and, and not sort of, change it too much you know to just keep yeah. the essence of the original track um because it just it didn't need much to be honest no exactly okay well i think that we should play that one next and um, this one is reggae roast featuring horseman and natty campbell with do it again <laughs> yeah man giddy up yeah man the pan race track man original galloping ass land of mercy <laughs> right about now Obviously, at the moment, there's a lot going on politically and socially. Um, we have stood very firm on social media um, and we have stood with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, especially as Trojan Records. It is built on 
black culture and on black artists. Um, reggae is Jamaican at the end of the day. Um, tell us a little bit about how you feel about what's going on in the world today in terms of police brutality and, and racism. I mean, for me, as a white person running a reggae sound system and basically having made a career out of black culture is something that I'm highly conscious of. Mm. Um, and, you know, where I stand within this whole thing. Because I think for me, I've always, with Reggae Roast, I've, it's, it's been an opportunity to break down those barriers and bring people from different backgrounds together. And that's what I feel that Reggae, for me, what I want Reggae Roast to be is a force to bring people together and break down those barriers within the community in a safe, fun environment where people can come and, and enjoy themselves and feel safe and and for color to not be an issue but um at the same time having made a career out of black culture is something that i'm very conscious of um so with all of this going on now it's made me start to think what i could be doing or saying and using our platform to do to to try and instigate or, or um, help some sort of change happen. I think for me, um, the fact that you acknowledge that the music is, you know, based on black culture and that reggae roast is is, is built on on black culture is very important. And and the fact that you've acknowledged that, I you know, I I really do respect. Um, I think in terms of what can be done, I think one of the most important things here is that. You know, people can sit back and say, I'm not racist, which is great, of course, but people need to be anti-racist. That's yeah. the main thing here. Mm. Not just pa passively not racist. Well, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I'm saying to you is like, you know, you know, I would like to think that I'm not racist. You know, mm. like, um, you know, my, my whole ethos on life is completely anti-racism. Yeah. But like you say, that's not necessarily good enough. You know, like, and that's why I'm sort of asking the question, what could we do with our platform yeah. that we've yeah. built to make change? It is to be anti-racist, to stand up with everyone else who's out protesting and to support. That's one of the main things is support because, you know, change comes in numbers. The, the more people that are behind a message and the more people that are behind a movement, the more powerful it becomes. Um, mm. So I think the actions behind, you know, there's lots of stuff going on at the moment on social media, but the actions behind what people are doing are much more important. You know, even if that's going to a protest, even if that is, you know, educating people in a way, um, those things are very, very important, very important. And it, it, you know, it's one thing to say Black Lives Matter, but you have to show it and you have to exactly. support. I mean, that's the thing. I see so many people like, you know, putting up a black image on their Facebook or like saying some comment or something mm. that, you know, and then feeling like they're, you know, they're, they're supporting the cause. But for me, it's not about putting a comment on Facebook. It's about how you live your life and the yeah. actions that you take. And um, that's what really counts. Do you know what I mean? So um, And the opportunities that you give as well yeah that, that that's a big thing i mean you guys do have a great platform um and you have a lot of black artists that you work with that's that's very important um it's 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 all about support that's what it is it's all about support and standing firm and standing up for any injustice if you see it the people that i'm seeing out at protests in the uk 
is more or less young people. It is young people of all races. There's a lot of white people out there protesting, which I absolutely love to see. Um, but who knows what their parents' thoughts are or their grandparents' thoughts are. Mm. They're probably quite different. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just think it's time. And mm. I think it's also big corporations. If you take a stand and say, you know, if a Google or a Facebook turns up and says, we are going to support this cause wholeheartedly, we're mm. going to stop people being able to, you know, have their freedom of speech if it is seen as hate crime. Um, things, will, things will change, but I just think it will take a long time to do. And actually the, the money is run, the world is run by money. Yeah. And if you somehow can affect that and can change that, then the businesses will change and then the government will have to change. Hi, it's Jazzy, and I'm here to tell you a bit about my show on Soho Radio. My show goes out once a month on a Friday night from 8 till 10pm, and you can expect to hear plenty of new disco, house, garage, and general 4-4 beats. I aim to represent the music that I DJ, but also tracks to get you moving and grooving and pumped for the weekend. Since the start of the year, I've been making a conscious effort to try and represent female DJs with guest mixes on my show, including mixes from incredible DJs such as Rhea Clark, Lola So, M Honey, Scarlett O'Malley and Viv May. My show is all about new music, so you'll never hear the same track twice unless it's part of one of my features, which is aptly titled My Favourite Track from Last Month's Show. Here are a few clips from my last show from June, so you can get a feel of the show. And June's show also features a guest mix from M Honey. If you like the sound of it, you can tune in next month. This is Cheval's producer from France with Rising out now on a record label called Sundries. Picking up the pace now with a Dr. Packer remix of a track called Let Me Be Your Fantasy by the Love Symphony Orchestra. Dr. Packer is a DJ out of Australia and I am a big fan of his edits and his remixes on the show and when I'm DJing live, although God knows when that's next going to be. This is out now on Joey Negro's label, Zed Records. Going into some Murder He Wrote now. Murder He Wrote was a guest on the show. This time last year, actually. I can't believe that's been a year. The link's up on Mixcloud somewhere if you want to listen back to that interview. It was pre-jokes. Actually, it was more of a co-host. I got him on the show and played some tunes. And then, yeah, did a little interview at the end. It was really fun. I've known James for years, and he's an amazing producer, an amazing DJ. I love supporting his stuff on the show. But, yeah, this new single he's put out, I Got You, which is playing underneath, 
is definitely on a, on a different tip to what he usually produces. Check it out. Track underneath is Disco Tron with Do You Know Disco? <laughs> It's that time in the show where I take you back and I play you three tracks back to back. It is the Throwback 3. This month, I'm going to kick off with a bit of Basement Jacks, Romeo. I'm then going to play a bit of UK Garage with NNG right before my eyes. And yeah, I'm going to end it with one of my favourite tracks of all time, Duke Dumont, Need You 100, but it's the Scream remix. Um, it's actually titled The Screamix. <laughs> and it's just cosmic. It is amazing. I cannot wait to play that for you if you haven't heard it. But yeah, kicking in with a bit of Basement Jacks now with Romeo. You keep on giving me the hold up You know I wish you'd make your mind up Cause when we're getting on it so, so You used to be my Romeo Right before my baby Incredible is this remix. Oh god, it must be like eight years, seven years old now, but oh man, I still love it. Um, this is Duke Dumont featuring AME with Need You 100, the Screamix. And before that was MG right before my eyes featuring MC Neat and Callahan. And kicking off the throwback three was Basement Jacks with Romeo. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you heard a few tunes you haven't heard in a while. Going into something brand new now from an artist called Blue Boy with Remember Me. This is the Frankie Rosado remix. See if you recognise the sample. Absolutely loving this track. Right, it's almost that time. I'm going to play you my favourite track from last month's show. And it was a no-brainer because (laughs) I've had this track on for the last two months and I'm still not sick of it. Hey, it's Kelly Lee here and you're listening to Jazzy on Soho Radio. It is, of course... The Purple Disco Machine remix of Diplo's On My Mind. I've yet to hear a Purple Disco Machine track or remix that I don't like. That's all I'm saying. I love this guy. (laughs) Favourite track from last month's show. 
right, this is the last track from me before we get into M Honey's UKG guest mix. And I'm really excited about this track, actually, because it's from a brand new producer. Um, I think he's, yeah, only put a couple of tracks out so far. And I got this track in my inbox, listened to it and was like, damn, I need more. I need more from this guy. His name is Satam. The track is called Let You See. And it's going to be part of a two-track release on Eaton Messy Records. Beautiful, beautiful disco house track. Here it is. Hello, I'm Elijah Manelli and I present the Don't Touch Your Eyes show, which is an isolation daily, which means it runs Monday to Friday on Soho Radio throughout the hours of 8pm and 10pm. The Don't Touch Your Eyes show is generally quite a silly, nonsensical show. Uh, My voice is often masked by delay as I chat nonsense whilst playing a deeply eclectic bunch of music it's always peppered by a guest mix from someone who focuses on a particular music genre no constraints on it other than it fitting in with a certain mood or atmosphere that i'm attempting to create however in light of recent events regarding uh, george floyd and the black lives matter movement i felt it important as being pacified somewhat by the current lockdown to try and uh, do something to partially contextualize uh, the history of black music in the UK and also to speak about anti-racism and the history of that within the country and so I spoke to Mr. Wayman Bennett of Stand Up to Racism and Unite Against Fascism. It's not generally the kind of thing you would expect of the Don't Touch Your Eyes show. But I suppose in some ways, being incredibly sincere and also being very stupid, kind of sit in with the theme of the show of of going literally anywhere at any point, purely because we can. I'm gonna be looking at and exploring various topics relating to race and music and specifically the kind of music that I'm personally very interested in and have always been and that is that of reggae, ska, calypso and obviously these genres are the the predecessors to rap music, to dance music, uh, to all kinds of musics especially within the UK it's the foundation from which music sits on and so the tune you just heard there uh, was uh, called the quadrille and the quadrille uh, I've said this on a previous show when I was talking about mento the quadrille is a European dance style from the 1800s um, and in Jamaica plantation owners would make the slaves play the quadrille for them uh, and at the end of the night when 
when the masters had had gone away um the musicians would play their own their own dance of the quadrille for themselves and that was where the mento came from which is a fundamental part of jamaican folk music which went on to become ska and also sat parallel with calypso and then later rocksteady and reggae which which gave birth to all kinds of things but there's kind of a peculiar insidious nature there where um these these things come from a kind of cyclical paradox of oppression that sits deep within the music and and never really left because that final act of the quadrille was what birthed the thing that birthed reggae which became one of the biggest kind of musical movements for black rights justice and liberation but at the same time you had uh Calypso music that uh, was very much on the nose uh, speaking about political issues as they emerge. And this tune by the Mighty Terror heading north kind of speaks upon some of those things uh, with a curious ending, but I'll let you uh, investigate. <laughs> I have a very special guest on the line, Mr. Wayman Bennett from United Against Fascism. How are you doing, Wayman? I'm, I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm United Against Fascism and Stand Up to Racism today. It seems to me like what's, what's happening now is uh, over here more so is a, is a fight back at the kind of existential, inherent, deep-seated racism that, that our country is pretty much founded on um and yeah i i wonder i wonder what you what you say about um the the kind of legacy uh the the statues and uh, all of the monuments we have to to colonialism and and slavery that stand in our country and what message that sends out to the populace in general i think when you see statues that stand there like i, I think it's brilliant what happened in bristol uh, a statue that's been up there for 150 years that represents a slave owner who was actually a murderer, a child abuser and a rapist. And I think it's quite important that that isn't something that's just put down there and says that's history. History is not neutral. Um, I don't believe if there was a statue of Hitler or of of Jack the Ripper that people would say it should stay up there. They would question it where it should be and whether it should be in a horror museum or something like that. And I think... Um, Today, the idea that that's just part of the people's history. Actually, there's two histories. There's a history of the anti-slavery movement and there's a history of the pro-slavery movement. And actually, large numbers of people participated that in that. There's a history of apartheid and there's also a history of anti-apartheid. Anybody that's heard the song by the specials and by of um, Free Nelson Mandela knows that there's different soundtracks to different beats to how people perceive the world. And I, I think that music has been one of those things and politics has fused in together to kind of represent what I could say the grassroots people's reality is. I think that um, the, uh, the history of colonialism is one in which I think they've divided poor black and white people, while at the same time the people at the top of society have enjoyed the fact that people, uh, that people are divided and they've always done that. 
the problems for them is that when we listen to the same music and have the same point of view and experience the same things, then we actually dance to the same rhythms. And that's in contrast to the Bullingdon Club. You can smash up a restaurant. You can actually sniff cocaine like Michael Gove. But if any of us did that or took MDA and said, I'm really sorry about it, we'd get a prison sentence. What we're saying is if you're black, you're seven times more likely to be stopped. I've been arrested 39 times. I have not been found guilty of a single crime. And the majority of the times I've been arrested is for opposing fascism and Nazis and people that want to celebrate Hitler and Mussolini. And I think they've always arrested the wrong person. What has come to my rescue is the fact there's a large black and white community here that understand what we're saying and demand justice and freedom. That's why the marches and demonstrations are so big, because years and years of struggling, finally some of the voices have been heard. And, and when you mentioned the, the socio-economic uh, reasons of, of kind of divide and conquer, the, the rich put the, the poor working class, white and black, against each other um, whilst... whilst they're able to continue going on almost business as usual do you think perhaps one of the the main ways to begin to redress that balance uh, is with reparations and do you think that the momentum of this movement at the moment might be able to push for seeing something like reparations paid towards the black community I think um, they've just finished in 2015 paying back the slave owners for they recom they recompensed them for the fact that they had to give up what wasn't theirs. I think all that money should be ploughed back into doing something better for our society. I mean, helping people fight COVID, helping raise people's living standards. All that money should be taken back off those companies that were seeded with that. And that should be going into something that leads to a betterment of all people. And I think the reparations, the reparations could be done by reversing some of the bigger tax, paying off some, you know, writing off some of those debts that have been accrued in places in, you know, where African children have to starve or because of the price of that. Now, reparations of some of the bigger companies deserve to be paid back. And I think if that's done, that goes to some way to try and replenish the 12 million lives that were snuffed out in order to make profit for the cotton barons, for the people that didn't care. And I, we always have to remember, at the same time as murdering, 12, or murdering millions of people, they put children down the mines, they put women inside the cotton mills. These people are responsible for this. And it's important that we make a distinction about that, because I think we have to look for our allies of people who are fighting our side and those people that want to perpetuate the inequality. And I think people that fight by our side make a difference. And if you unite the movements, that, that's a, an important thing. I remember dance music was banned and they wouldn't play it on Radio 1, they wouldn't play it anywhere. And it was inside the LGBT clubs that actually they didn't have a colour bar. They, didn't let, they let black people in to listen to the music that was there and people danced with it together. And we shouldn't forget that. If you don't have unity for everyone, actually what happens is you end up with greater divisions. So I think the Black Lives Matter movement is also going to raise the banner for liberation of people that raises the question about stopping people from divided. Black Lives Matter because we want to say that those people that support oppression and division are not the people that should set the trend for humanity. We need to give a knee and put our fist in the air 
because Black Lives Matter so that everybody can be liberated, so everybody can oppose racism. And also, I think across Europe, the dark shadow of the swastika is starting to raise its head. And I think we have to oppose all forms of discrimination wherever they come from. But we do have to make sure everybody's life matters. And that means black lives matter. And if we can do that, we can talk about a change in our society that will be profound. It cannot be just a demonstration. It cannot be just a series of words. It has to be an action that leads to profound change, both in people's hearts and minds. And for that, we have to challenge the people at the top of society. I think that Boris Johnson doesn't tell the truth when he says Britain isn't a racist society. Because why does he call black people pickaninnies with watermelon smiles? Why does he call Muslim women look like bank robbers if he isn't using the language of racism? Of course he doesn't see Britain as a racist society because he's used that language himself. So I think we have to hold those people to brook and say we want that to stop and we want to make sure we have a change in our society. Thanks for listening to Soho Shortwave. If you want to hear more like this, you can subscribe to the podcast. Tune in live to the musical culture channel at SohoRadioLondon.com or catch up on Mixcloud. This is a Soho Radio Productions podcast.